Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips podcast. We are back again talking all things NFL. I am a host, Andy, and your Dolphins fan, Andy. And I'm this week, I'm joined by two guests who you might know from my other podcast, the Hair Dryer Treatment Podcast. So this week, I am joined by Luke and Steve from the Hair Dryer Treatment. How are you, boys? Not so bad, not so bad. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, these two are actually, unlike other podcasts, they're actually in the same room this week. So we've got them two, which normally they're in separate rooms Ooh. in our normal podcast. So um, this week... They're watching some baseball. They got a friend who we got we got an audience this week. We've got one of their friends in the background. So yeah, he's a Broncos, um, he's a Broncos fan as well, actually, Andy. Oh well, I think it'd be very interesting to see our predictions for the AFC West. I'd be very <laughs> eager to see what. I think it'd be very keen to see what that is. Um, but part, yeah. part of the reason we usually have us in separate rooms is because we fight. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's be interesting. Well, it's a good thing you're in spot rival teams. Good thing you're not, you know. Bears and Vikings fans. Well, if James Steve doesn't support the Vikings, isn't it? That's that's one positive out of it. Um, so, as, as I do with anyone who's not been on our NFL pod before, I like to ask all our guests why they got into the team they support. Um, so I mentioned last week why I'm a Dolphins fan. We've mentioned the boys from the Third and Gold podcast. We've asked Nat Coombs. We've asked Ash in the NFL. So this week, Luke and Steve. Um, so Luke is a Chicago Bears fan and Steve a, a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So we'll start with Luke first. Why are you a Bears fan? Uh, well, I used to play American football back in the 80s. And uh, my, I was a running back and my best friend at the time was a Chicago Bears fan. And uh, because we were both running backs, we both decided that we, we like Walter Payton. So we, we both decided to become Bears fans. And uh, at that time, Bears were actually quite good. And ever since then, <laughs> it's been pretty much downhill. But, uh, but you know, every now and again, they give us hope. And then knock us down again. So what are you going to do? You know, you're your team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that 85, 85 Bears team is for me. I think one of the best teams ever in NFL history in terms of single season teams. Anyway, so I think, yeah, I think they're quite. I think are they the biggest UK followed team? I think. I think. I think the Dolphins are quite up there as well. But I think the Bears. I think the Bears are the most followed team in the UK. I believe. Yeah, they're or they're certainly up there in the top three. I would say. Um, I think uh, you know in recent times probably glory's been a bit harder to come by, um, yeah. but but yeah certainly they're really really well supported. I mean it was interesting at the, the recent games, uh, they had a big meet up at one of the bars and it was brilliant actually. It was great to see so many Bears fans mm-hmm. in one place. Yeah, I mean I actually went to a um, Miami Dolphins fan club, Fins Nation UK meet up about two weeks ago in Liverpool. And again that was extra because everyone there was. Apart from the odd couple who were sort of the wives or girlfriends or boyfriends of um, people who were there, everyone there was yeah. Dolphins fans pretty much. It was just excellent to see people who just loved the sport, first of all, but also just people who were mad about the Dolphins. Um, but Steve, um, talk of fan bases that aren't maybe aren't quite as likeable. Um, why are you an Eagles fan? <laughs> so we've, we've all seen the Vin Diesel meme this week, uh, this year. The whole, uh, so it doesn't matter what you've got as long as you've got family. So on yeah. my mother's side, they're all uh, they're all Irish. A portion of them uh, emigrated to the West Coast in like the fifties and sixties, and they're all settled in Philly. So it's it's entirely family related. Um, we had some of them visit uh, back in the early seventies when I was a kid. Uh, you know, gave me a Philadelphia Eagles cap when I was six years old. Never looked back since. Some, sometimes I see you you fall into to following a team because of your family, and then you learn about the team. And you kind of have that moment where you're like, should I keep following this team? Because there's a really bad reputation. And other times you're just like, it's family. 
you always follow the team. So that's that's where we are. Um, I, I think I probably first started watching it when I was about 15, 16. Um, I was out in Saudi Arabia and I kept a hold of uh, NFL games. And uh, just handled Cunningham was in... Uh, he was chucking the, the rock around and uh, Reggie White was destroying people in the back. So when you've got a team like that, and that, that's probably one of the best teams never to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, was, was the early 90s Eagles. Yeah, definitely. He also I doesn't think... like NFL, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fraud. He's I a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Steve. This, no, and I'm... this is why we fight. <laughs> I'm I just like to find out there's a good help in this room. Well, there's a big window in this room and one of us is going through it by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Um, well, that, that should be an interesting interesting listen. Hopefully they don't, you know... If at some point, you know, you know, you can't hear Steve or can't hear Luke, it's because one's got one in the headlock. You're not wrong. No. <laughs> so, we're going to kick off this podcast with... So, we're going to... What we're going to do, we're going to go through each division in the NFL we're going to uh, give our predictions as to from fourth to second and first and we've got some categories as well in amongst us we're going to mention as we go along so our categories are AFC champion NFC champion surprise team flop team biggest Super Bowl contender no one is talking about uh, our boldest predictions for the season coming up our MVP prediction our offensive player of the year defensive player of the year predictions Offensive and defensive rookies of the year, and our comeback player of the year, as well as our overall right at the end, we'll all say our Super Bowl winner. So we're going to kickstart with the AFC East, which I'll make a start on this due to me being a fan of the team in the division. So for me, the AFC East, I think there's three divisions, in my opinion, that are foregone conclusions as to who's going to win it. And I think this is one of them. I think there's absolutely no way, in my opinion, that the Bills do not win this division. I think that... um, we thought they've had a really good draft, in my opinion. They've sort of addressed many areas of needs. They've just given Josh Allen a new extension. Um, they've still got, obviously, Cole Beasley, the whole vaccine situation may be the only downside if he's not if he's not going to play. But even so, Josh Allen will find a way. And I think with the defence they've got, not quite as good last season, but I still think they're going to be up there. And I think overall that offence is so good. It's so good, I think, that for me, I can't see anything but the Bills winning the AFC East. I think in terms of the rest of it, I think the Jets are going to get off. It'll be will be last in the AFC. I think they'll get fourth. I think they'll improve. I think they've had a good sort of off season with hiring a bit Robert Saleh, getting Vera Tucker and Zach Wilson in the draft. Um, I just think they're slightly behind in their rebuild compared to the other two teams. Um, and I was really torn between sort whether it be us or the Patriots in second place because I think that the Patriots have got all their defensive players back, the ones that opted out last year. They've got Calvin Noy back, who's come back from us after just one year away. Um, and I think, but I'm going to go with my heart and I'm going to have the Dolphins second and the Patriots third. Um, I think the only reason why is because of the quarterback. Whilst I'm a massive doubter of Tua, I think that he's obviously quite young in his career, whereas Cam Newton is um, pretty much, in my opinion, on the way down. And I can't see him ever getting back to his uh form of over the years in the past so I do think that that for me is the only reason why I mean two of look good in in the offseason but it's the offseason it's not the actual competitive game so that's why I've gone for Dolphins second and I've gone for Patriots third so Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets now I'm going to go to Luke next on this one what have you gone for as your top four? Well uh, actually interestingly so I'm, I'm with you on the Bills 
I think they're by far and away the, the, the best team at the minute. Um, I do I do actually tend to think, I've been thinking about this actually because we were talking about this earlier, and actually I think the Dolphins will finish second because actually I'm a believer in two. I think he'll come good. Um, he, he did have a few difficulties in his first season, but I do think he'll come good. Um, now, here's the question. Are the Patriots going to suck massively with, uh, with Cam as quarterback? I think they might, but I don't think they're going to suck enough to finish last. So I think it's going to be Peters and then the Jets bringing up the rear. Uh, because the Jets, although they will improve, they're, they're still just not very well run and they don't have the depth yet. So they, they, they probably need another another year before they're going to be competitive. That's that's just my take on it. But, you know, it's yeah. Interesting. It's an interesting I, conversation. Yeah, and I think with two, I think your times last year looked like... Uh, rabbit in headlights I think at times he looks scared to make any deep ball but what we have seen again albeit in training camp he, he is making these deep balls in in these in in practice and I think we're actually even though we had a lot of players last year anonymously criticized Tua I think we've actually seen a lot of players this offseason actually come out and support Tua and they've actually been saying how much he looks different and I think now with Changeli goal we've got a new offensive playbook and I think that will really potentially may see a different Tua I think this year he has to do something this year otherwise I think we saw with Flores how he maybe doesn't trust Tua in the big games. That's why he benched him twice last year. So I do think that this is like almost like his audition. Really, he has to. If he doesn't perform this year, I think with you know if Watson's still available, if Rogers wants to leave again next year, I think we potentially will maybe go out and get them if Tua stinks. But if he's good, I think we've got one for the future. Um, and I do think that yeah, it's, a lot of players are saying how different he looks this time round. But Steve, we'll go to you. We'll go to you. Um, Anything different to our predictions? Have you gone for the same as us, or have you gone for anything different in your in your uh, overall rankings? I, I can't disagree with anyone thus far on the, who's winning that division. They're just the two talents stacked. Um, they, they've had a season together, you know, where they've just got they've got that within touching distance of that Super Bowl, uh, and they're, they're just they're going to be pushing it again this year. Josh Allen is just a superb quarterback. When you've got weapons like Stephon Diggs, you know. And when you've got a mobile quarterback, you don't need to rely so much on your running backs. But, you know, they've drafted well. I, I think they, they had a solid team to begin with, a championship-winning team to begin with. I can't see beyond them. It's when you get past that, though, that I'm, I'm curious. Now, I can't see the Patriots being nearly as bad this year as they were last year. Um, I think last year was their rebuild. I think last year they wrote off. They went, right, let's get the salary cap down. Let's get this, that, and the other. They have gone really, really big in free agency. Uh, and I think defensively, they're much, much better this year. Uh, offensively, yeah, we've talked about Cam Newton. He has got his limitations, but he's still an experienced quarterback. Uh, and you have got some weapons there. They've drafted some good young weapons. Um, I can see the Patriots getting second in the division. And Ooh. my reasoning for this is something you've already um, talked about. Uh, when, it, when it comes down to it, I don't trust Tua. Um, mm. I, and to be honest, I trust Zach Wilson at the Jets more than I trust two in, in charge of an offense. I think um, last year was probably the year when the Dolphins should have kicked on, um, even with the kind of two Fitzpatrick dynamic, mm. um, and they didn't. I think that they, mm. they stood still. I haven't seen anything in their draft um, over the summer that, that's made me think that's a team that now will push on to be in contention for a wildcard place. I think this is going to be, Andy, another disappointing season. Um, mm. Very disappointing because I actually think Dolphins could win five games or less 
and finished both oh, behind the Jets. Really? What is this your bold prediction, Steve, Luke, Steve, even? Well, mm. it, it, well we, we'll get to that later, but uh, yeah, pretty much <laughs> the, the two are, uh, the two are uh, similar, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I know a lot of Dolphins fans that are really against, uh, really in favour of two, they're really supportive of him, um, but I do think that it's hard to tell because he's only one year into it, and I think for me, I said this in the last podcast we did of the NFL, where he'll always have Herbert behind him in the draft. I think there'll always be that that narrative, like same as Trubisky. You'll know this, Luke, with um, Trubisky being drafted ahead of Mahomes and um, Deshaun Watson. I think that sadly too will always be compared to Herbert in that sense. People always say, "Oh, they drafted two above Herbert," and I think that could be a massive, massive um, sort of issue for Tua in terms of. Um, it turns that, but also I think with Zavian Howard, I mean, he's asked for a trade. I mean, there's talk that he may sign a new contract, but if he leaves, I mean, that's our best player in the whole team gone. And I think that our two best wide receivers are very injury prone in Devontae Parker and Will Fuller, who's just come in from uh, from the Texans. And I do think that, yeah, I just think that it can go one of two ways. It can either go really well when you make, make the playoff for the first time in five years, but it could also go really badly and we could do really bad. Um, but we're going to move on to the AFC North. Now, we're going to go to Steve first on this one. Um, division, claiming the, claiming the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Browns. Now, Steve, what's your top four? What's your rankings first to fourth? So here, here's the thing. Now, this obviously will feed into one of my, my later points in this, but um, I think this season, it is the Browns' division to lose. Mm-hmm. I think that the Browns have that, that nice balance of an excellent pass run, um, solid running backs, good wide receivers, and a quarterback who knows how to extend plays and has now had a couple of seasons playing with those wideouts to really you know, drive them forward. Um, I think the tight end situation is a bit wobbly. I'm not sure what's happening with Njoku and Hurst, but I still I still think with those weapons and that balance um, that the Browns, it's their division to lose for me. Um, behind them come the Ravens. You can't Really, the Ravens out when they've got Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Um, he's one of those players who's just, he is going to drive teams downfield. He's going to get, um, you know, and he's, because you're constantly having to watch the, such a mobile quarterback, you're going to leave people like Hollywood Brown open for plays. Um, so on that basis, I think the, the Ravens are going to be picking up second. The Steelers are going to be third. Big Ben, last season, we should have been his last season. He shouldn't be back this year. You know, you're starting to see the, the arm strengths going. Yeah, he's still he's still that big dominant presence at the back, but he's not he's not 260 pounds, Ben Ben Roethlisberger now. He's like 220, 210. He's starting to look a little bit more fragile. Takes a little bit longer to get up from those hits. Um, I will say that um, in drafting the G Harris, I think their run game will stay strong this year, but I don't think it will be enough to propel them up the division. They won't go on that 11 game win streak like they did last year. Um, and obviously in last place. It doesn't matter how well they draft. The Bengals are still going to be the Bengals and they're still going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Bengals are the Bengals, aren't they? Just, I think they're the, actually they're, they've had the longest streak without a playoff. I think they're just headed Lions in terms of longest time without winning a playoff game. I got a feeling there. I think it's a 1990 season I think they had when they last won a playoff game. Um, yeah. When I started yeah. watching... Was Boomer Esiason was uh, was a quarterback mm. for them, and that that was when they actually made playoffs on a semi regular basis. <laughs> and after after Boomer retired and moved on, that franchise just fell apart. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously they had, um, I didn't realise this until a few years ago, Chris Collinsworth played for the Bengals in that Super Bowl team that made yeah. Super Bowl. I didn't realise this. Yeah, wide receiver. Um, so you're saying how his mum just forever hates Joe Montana. <laughs> um, Luke, what is your AFC North predictions? Oh, this is, see, this is quite interesting, actually, because um, I think the Ravens will actually make a comeback. I think the Ravens are going to, purely just because I, th- I think I think Jackson and his prime is completely unplayable. My controversial uh, part of this is I think there's a good chance the Steelers finish bottom, actually, because I think Big Ben has regressed. He looked at, like it last year. So I was swithering actually between the uh, Bengals and the Steelers to finish bottom, but I'm going to actually give the Bengals the benefit of the doubt and say they'll finish third uh, overall because I just, I, I, I don't know why, but I think they'll, they maybe will do a little bit better. Um, and I think the Browns will finish second, but I think it will be very close actually. I think it might be, there will be one game in it between, between the uh, Ravens and the Browns. So uh, and, and these... I think the only reason I'm saying that will finish was because I don't I don't rate Mayfield as highly at all, mm-hmm. unfortunately. No, I mean sorry, Andy, I think this, so I think so is the Steelers your bold prediction? Is that your bold prediction that they'll finish last in the AFC North? Well, it's one of them. I've got another okay. one as well, which is even more bold. So yeah, I mean that. that was actually my bold prediction as well. I my, my bold prediction was also um, was also the Steelers finishing bo- finishing bottom of the AFC North, but I had a second one in mind, so I'll change mine to the one I had planned, which is actually in, in the next division. Um, I think I think the Browns. I think they've got even with Mayfield isn't at his best. I think they've got for me by far the best running back room in the NFL. You have got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I mean that's an excellent excellent running back room. I think they've drafted well. They bought us at Arusu Karamoa, who from what I've seen on YouTube looks an excellent excellent prospect. Um, I think they've added John Johnson to safety. That's a good addition there. Um, I think that also they got Miles Garrett and they just added James Davion Clowney, who could be a great sort of second option for them in that in that in that sort of edge role. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that the Browns. I've got the Browns finishing first. I've got the Ravens finishing second. The Bengals finishing third, and the Steelers finishing fourth. Um, but as you said, the same thing, Luke. I'll um, give my other bowl prediction coming up next, which I'll go on to next is the AFC South. Now. This one, I want to say, first of all, I had this whole thing planned of the Colts winning the division. I had this whole thing planned of them being, you know, them winning it. But the Carson Wentz injury and the Quentin Nelson injury has just scuppered my plans. It was also, I was going to put Carson Wentz as comeback player of the year, but that injury has just completely scuppered my plans in that sense. Um, so I will say, I think... I've gone for the Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans. Um, I'm going to put the Colts as my biggest Super Bowl contender no one is talking about because I think that they've got Frank Reich, who, of course, was the coordinator in Philly, as Steve will know, when um, Carson Wentz had his MVP year, which got cut short by injury. And then he was also in charge of Nick Foles, guiding them to a Super Bowl. And I think that um, let's talk of them. I think Nick Foles, is, if, if anyone's heard his recent interviews, he's really trying to vie for that job, getting there, getting traded to the Indianapolis. But I do think that, you know, they'll they'll get through a wild card spot because of the injuries. But I do think that if you have Carson Wentz back, you know, they get, they, if they get to the playoffs, I think they'll then have Carson Wentz, if he's back fit, and the, and the Frank Reich, someone he knows well, I think that um, that will then mean that he could be back to his best. I think he can get back to his best under Frank Reich. And I do think that, for that reason, I think, 
that's why I put them as the biggest one no one's talking about. Because I think also you look at their Quanta Nelson, obviously he's injured, but he's the best offensive lineman in the game, in my opinion. And I think if he's back, that'll be a massive addition. You've got obviously Jonathan Taylor, who's been an excellent running back in his rookie year. Uh, Marlon back as well as a backup. Um, you look at their defense, you've got DeForest Buckner. Um, you got you got, for me, a very talented wide receiver prospecting Michael Pittman. And I do think they've got overall a very solid team. And I do think that injuries might be an issue, but I do think that if they, if they can get through the wildcard rounds, I do think that they will, you know, that, that they will, as a result, um, do really well. And I think they could easily go on a good run come, you know, where we go maybe go six and six, seven and seven. And then when Wentz is back, when Nelson's back, they make a really good run, end of the season, make the playoffs through the wild card and then get to the Super Bowl potentially. Um, yeah, Jags are Texas fourth. I think that um, Texas would absolutely mess. I think they could be the worst team in the whole NFL this year. I think that they won four games with the Sean Watson. So how many are they going to win without the Sean Watson, in my opinion? I think that they'll maybe win two games all year. And then the Jags, I think they'll make an improvement. I think Lawrence may struggle in his first year, but I do think that he'll still get them, you know, with Urban Meyer, who I think is an excellent head coach. Um, he's proved that in college. Um, so if he, could, if he can translate this to the NFL level, I think they've got an excellent head coach and quarterback duo in this. Um, so I do think that they'll finish third. And I think Titans will finish first because they've got Derek Henry, they've got Ryan Tannehill, they've got AJ Brown. But my bold prediction, obviously, was the Steelers. But my other one, I'm going to go for... Julio Jones will not score more than three touchdowns all season. I think that, yes, he's been one of the best receivers in all his generation of the last 10 years. I do think that he is sort of reaching a point in his career now where he he maybe isn't the same player he was. So I do think that if, you know, I, I think, you know, he will be the wide receiver too um, behind AJ Brown. I do think that, I just can't, for me, I just don't think he's quite sort of the player worth. I, I just don't think he'll be the success that everyone thinks he's going to automatically be in Tennessee. So I think Tennessee Julio Jones might really flop in his first in his first season with the Titans. But I still think they'll win the division. So I'm going to go to to um, Steve on this one. What's your AFC South predictions? Well, it's funny you should you talk about it with that, Andy, because your predictions and my predictions are actually the same. Um, I think the Titans are class apart in that division. They have been for a couple of years. Um, in Derrick Henry, they have a man mountain that, that rushes for a thousand yards and gets ten touchdowns. You know how many teams in the league would kill for that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just they're balanced on offense. Um, they're strong on defense. They've always been strong on defense. Um, I agree with your statement on Julio Jones, but um, I'll come to it later. Um, and I think this will be a very, very big season for A.J. Brown um, with having Hugo Jones there, but I'll explain that later. Um, the Colts. Um, now, interestingly, the, the Colts, I had them having a, a good season with, with Reich, a uh, head coach, and, and Vince under centre. Um, if they get the Foles uh, trade, which we all think they might, and we've seen what happens when Reich leads an offence with uh, Nick Foles and Carson Vince in it. Good mm. luck. Spice, you just you never know. I think the um, the Colts, yeah, they do. The problem with with uh, Quentin Nelson, but I still think the run game is solid. Um, you know, you have the like, ever present T.Y. Hilton there. Uh, there's no reason why the Colts can't make a wild card in that division, mm. um, but there's no way they should win it. Um, and then behind them is the question of who is going to be worse out of the Texans and the Jags. Um, the Texans are an absolute dumpster fire right now. They are like the AFC South version of the Jets. Um, they are just, 
there is nothing you can, I can find to like about the Texans this season. Um, not, not to mention they are probably one of the arguably the most hated uh, owners in the league. Bob, Bob McNair is a horrific human being. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've watched a little bit of um, pre-season from the Jags. got a friend of mine in, uh, in Georgia who's a massive, massive Jags fan, keeps showing us the, the training, the, the camp clips and everything else. And, um, yeah, it, it's fair to say that Lawrence's arm looks very, very good, um, possibly the best they've had in that franchise ever. Um, so we'll, we'll see how he goes, how he adapts. Obviously, in camp and in, in pre-season, you get a little bit more time, you have a linebacker in your face from the moment you snap the ball. But uh, yeah, I, I can see the Jags finishing ahead of the Texans um, with the injury events and the injury. Uh, um, I can see them being a lot closer to the Colts when I originally did these predictions, um, but I still can't see them getting any better than third in that division. Yeah, and I, th- I yeah, I think the Texans are just a mess, aren't they? Um, Luke, what is your AFC South of the Titans? Have you got the same as us, or have you gone for anything different? Do you know what? I've been Switham here actually just because um, I, th- I think if it hadn't gone down, it would have been a much easier choice. But I think you've got to go, you've got to go with the Titans winning it, I think. Um, I think the Colts will probably finish second because I think the Bears will be desperate to get foals off the, 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 the Bills so they'll, they'll get a deal done somehow. Um, and I think the Jags actually might finish, are, are, are going to finish and, and actually, they might they might do better than everyone expects. Um, they they might end up being the surprise package of the season actually because they're not that bad. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but I think they'll finish third actually overall. And um, and obviously the Texans the Texans could be winless the whole season. Let's be honest here. Mm, they, they potentially, don't have yeah. No talent at all. And when they trade, yeah, and if they if they trade away Watson, then that's it. You know, game over as they say mm. so which it looks like it's going to happen looks like it doesn't it yeah yeah I think the writing's on the wall the fact that they were their first draft pick the whole albeit the third round but their first draft pick the whole of, of this draft this year was a callback in Davis Mills so I think that speaks volumes but also um, yeah. I was listening to a Neil Reynolds podcast the, the Sky Sports Inside the Hover podcast with Neil Reynolds mm-hmm. he was saying that Sean Watson was playing some snaps at safety in training camp recently so I don't know whether that's down to he's been told to do that, whether he's just said, you know what, I'm going to do that instead. Um, I'm, it may, either he's sort of, I don't know why you want to put the Sean Watson safety. So either they're punishing him and giving him snaps, not a quarterback, or he said, I'm not playing quarterback, I'm playing safety, you trade me. And maybe, maybe that's his way of saying it. But going back to Carson Wentz, he must hate the name Nick Foles. He must really just wake up, wake up in the morning and wake up at night thinking the sinking of that name and how... He's just basically just, just stolen everything that he worked for in that Philly team. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. Super Bowl run, he takes over, wins it. Next year, Wentz goes down, Foles gets that. Sorry to mention it, Luke, but um, he gets that win against the Bears in the wild card round. So, yeah. Wentz must really, he must be really quaking in his boots right now. He must be really worrying about seeing all these Nick Foles trade rumours. I mean, he must be absolutely just so so worried about this. Um, I would say so, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, now we're going to AFC West. Now we're going to go on to AFC West. Um, now we're going to go to Luke first on this one. Um, how's, your, how's your AFC West looking? Well, uh, I don't think anyone's going to argue against the Chiefs uh, taking it, to be honest with you, because they're good, aren't they? I mean, really, when it comes right down to it. Um, a, a lot of people are talking up the Broncos, but I, I'm not. 
I'm definitely not. Sorry, Chris. Chris is listening in at the moment, so he's he's probably ready to punch me as well. Unfortunately, <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm not buying into the, the Broncos. Uh, so I think it'll be Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. That's my prediction because I don't I don't think the, I, I think I think Chucky's time is he might have a ten year contract, but I think he's going to make them really regret that because I just think they're going to suck this year as well. Mm. Um, and I think the Broncos will, will be all right, but I, I, I don't think they'll have a winning record, unfortunately. Sorry again, Chris, for that. He's, he's actually crying right now, unfortunately, poor lad. <laughs> that's the way it goes. But that, that's kind of my prediction right now. Yeah, and I've gone for the exact same division rankings. I've gone for Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. I was I mean, I'm in whether I want to put the Raiders third or the Broncos third, but I do think that... If they have both Von Miller and Chubb fit, that's an excellent defensive line. Um, I do think that um, whilst Drew Locke isn't the answer, I do think Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable quarterback and I think he can get them a few wins. Um, I, do, I do sort of, I don't really rate Derek Carr, but I do think that he'll he'll be good, but I don't think the rest of the offence or defence is anything special, apart from maybe the likes of Max Crosby and if Henry Ruggs turns up, he could be a factor this year. Now, in terms of my my sort of awards I've my AFC champion I've got as the Chiefs I've got Mahomes as my MVP I've got Kelsey as my offensive player of the year um, and there was one more um, that, that was it that was it yeah so I've gone for yeah so I've gone for AFC champion the Chiefs I've gone for um, the MVP is Mahomes and I've gone for offensive player of the year Travis Kelsey I think that uh, Mahomes is the best callback in the league and I think that the Chiefs are going to have another good year I think that Kelsey um, is also, he's always up there. He's up there last year, receiving yards in amongst the wide receivers. That shows his importance to this offense. I do think that he'll be once again so so crucial to this offense, and I do think that he'll again be be the man. So, Steve, anything different, or have you also gone for the same as us? To, to be fair, I actually did change this. I originally had the Raiders above the the Chargers, but I have mm-hmm. kind of listened to James on this. Because obviously, just Justin Herbert is just. In terms of, if you ask me if you wanted Derek Carr or Justin Herbert as my quarterback, uh, I didn't see Justin Herbert, you'd probably punch me in the head. Um, so, and I'm, I mean, when I look at the Raiders, I look at it and there's talent there. I mean, I love Josh Jacobs as a running back, you know, proper kind of in your face. He's, he's a proper grid and grinder. Uh, Darren Waller is challenging George Kettle probably for being the best tight end in the league at the moment. But I look beyond that. Uh, Henry Ruggs had a very unconvincing first season. I look outside of rugs and I say, can I actually name a Raiders wide receiver? Uh, they had Aguilar and they don't have him anymore. They've got Brian Edwards and that's it. They've, that's I mean, there just there generally is no depth at wide receiver. Um, so they're going to have to lean so heavily on, on Waller and um, Jacobs this season. If either of them goes down, even for a couple of games, that'll be the end of their season. Um, whereas the Chargers, you know, there's a lot of depth um, in all positions there. Um I know when, when Melvin Gordon left for the Broncos, they thought, oh, no, there's going to be some problems there. But actually, the, the Chargers could easily have running back by committee and still be an effective team this season. Um, and I, I don't see any, I don't see them going anywhere other than second in that division. Um, I don't really need to, to make the case for the Broncos finishing at the bottom of the division. Um, there are some good wide receiving talents there. Um, you've got No Fan, who's a really excellent tight end. But then you look at the quarterback. Um, and I talked earlier about how little faith I have in Tua. It's about the same level of faith I have in Drew Locke. Um, I thought genuinely the Broncos were going to trade for quarterback at some point in summer, and they didn't. And I think I think that's going to 
that's going to turn us into a rebuilding season. Luke? Just, just to add one more point, actually, so I agreed with all of your calls about the player, of, uh, apart from, I think, player of the year, I think, will be Tariq Hill, actually, because I think he's going to score loads. So that was the only thing. So I thought that um, Mahomes would be MVP, and I, I do believe that the Chiefs will be the AFC champs. And, and I also think they might win the Super Bowl as well. Uh, I'll just chip in there. Since you both named your offensive player of the year, now, we talked earlier about you think that Julio Jones will get less than three touchdowns this season. I agree, but I think it's because him being there is enough of a threat that it'll open up even more space for A.J. Brown, who was already, to me, top five receivers in the league. Um, you know, he, 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 his route running is superb. He has dynamite in his boots. He's got an amazing vertical leap. You know, he can run for days. Um, and I reckon this could be a season where A.J. Brown actually breaks the, the Titans' franchise receiving yardage and possibly even for touchdowns as well and gets offensive player of the year. It depends on whether they change this scheme from heavy scheme, doesn't it? Because, I mean, the, the, the only thing about the Titans is that, by definition, they're going to be, you know, run the rock a lot, and that might reduce the amount of opportunities for them to end up in the offensive player of the year. But in, in, So the amount of targets he's got, he may get will be less. Well, the the yardage the and thing. touchdowns he got last year, with that reduced number of targets uh-huh. with Derrick Henry, yeah. you know, was still phenomenal. Mm. Um, for a guy his age and on his, um, you know, lack of, in his level of experience in the league, um, with another year under his belt, another full preseason, and who you know, play opposite of, but yeah. learn from. That's one of the key things that people haven't really taken into consideration. You know, sitting under the learning tree as a wide receiver from Julio Jones, it's not just going to benefit AJ Brown; it's going to benefit everyone in that wide receiving mm. core, yeah. right? And it might move the tanks a little bit more to airing the ball out. We know Tannehill can do it. We know he's a solid quarterback. His, his interception to, to touchdown ratio is among the best in the league. I, I have a genuine feeling that this could be AJ Brown's season. Mm. No, I, I, w- I wouldn't put a pass AJ Brown. I think he's definitely one of the one of the, one of the best receivers in the league. Um, who are your AFC champions, Steve? Uh, my AFC champions are absolutely unsurprisingly the Chiefs. Um, yeah, full house I, there. Yeah, I, I, it's just, I don't see how you can look past them. The only problem they've had in the offseason was um, they, they let a couple of their, their offensive line go. You know, you had Mahomes sitting there getting a little worried. But um, I, I trust Andy Hill as a, as a head coach to, to, fix, to, to fill those holes by the time the season comes yeah. around. And to be honest, when you've got a quarterback like, uh, like Mahomes, you could literally just let guys run at him and he'll still get the ball and he'll still get it into the hands of a receiver. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes is just something special, isn't he? I mean, his arm is just, it's, it's just like Brett Favre on steroids, isn't it? Really? It's just like on another level. Um, yeah, I think he's by far the best callback in the league. And I think there are many, many good callbacks. But I think Mahomes is just that little bit, little, little bit more special. Um, right, so that's the AFC wrapped up. We are now moving to the NFC East, which is, as you know, um, Steve's team's division. So we will start with you, Steve. What have you got down as your NFC East uh, rankings? So, to, to nobody's surprise, um, this is the Eagles' rebuild season. Um, you know, we're still eating that Carson Wentz cap, and we're kind of starting to get that proper hangover from the Super Bowl win a few years back. Um, the the team that that was then, they're now uh, they're gone, man. They're the 
the few that are still there are on big contracts and you know not performing to that level anymore. So the Eagles are going to finish last in that division. I don't think any uh, any doubt in my mind on that. Uh, but then it comes down to who's going to win it and who's going to finish in the middle. Now, the Giants, for me, are going to come third in that division. I think um, there's just something about Joe Judge as a head coach doesn't inspire confidence in his players or the fans. Or and there's just there's no vibe around that team that says this is a team that can can win that division. There's not even a vibe that says they can win many games in the division. Um, they will, you know, they, they will benefit from the return of Saquon Barkley. But I look out wide and I see very little there. Um, I see Daniel Jones at quarterback, and I'm like, yeah, this, this, this guy doesn't, this doesn't, you know, he, he's not the kind of guy that I'm going to put on uh, any kind of bet for winning, you know, uh, touchdown leader for the season. Um, the Cowboys are going to finish second. So there, there's your controversial pick. Um, I think Dak coming back, if he's 100%, benefits them tremendously. And they already have um, in Gallup and Cooper, two tremendous wide receivers. You've got Zeke running the rock. Um, I think at tight end, they maybe have a couple of issues. I, I still, I'm not convinced on their pass rush, but the secondary is good. Uh, and that's enough to finish second in the division. But Washington are going to win that division for me. Um, they have easily the best pass rush in that division uh, with uh, Montez Sweat coming off one side. And uh, who's the other one? Chase Young. And, and Chase Young on the other. It, it's terrifying. It's genuinely terrifying with that pair. Um, you got Fitzpatrick in a contract year, and you got Scary Terry um, out there, you know, having someone throw to him, who who can actually throw the ball more than 15 yards. Um, and to me, McLaurin is probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. Mm. Um, so yes, for me, that that's my top four: Washington at win, Cowboys second, Giants third, Eagles in last. And Luke, what have you gone for? <laughs> Cowboys first. I mean, honestly. You can tell the Eagles fan, right, that they're not even with knowledge of the, the Cowboys at all. But yeah, <laughs> you know, look at the look at the offense they've got. They've got Prescott, Elliott, Cooper, Lamb, Gallup. You know, there's no way they're not going to win that. That that division is a dumpster fire, by the way. A total dumpster fire anyway. Honestly, it's the worst division ever. Right now, anyway, at least it is it's pretty poor. Um, so yeah, I, I think you've you've got the uh, you've got the Cowboys winning the league, no problem at all. I think you got Washington second. I think you got the Giants third, and then you got the Eagles uh, dead last. And and the Eagles might struggle to win more than about three games this year. Sorry, Steve, hmm. but I really think it's going to hurt for you this year. I just, I just, just want to, to yeah, no, I see what you did. I just want to point out is like you know, it, it is going to be if you're of the Monster Fire division, then you already know what's going to happen. Which is you're going to meet an NFC East team in a wild card and so. lose. I hope so. I hope so. It's the <laughs> because we don't win matches division. It's, it? it's unfortunately it's just the way things go with the Bears in the playoffs. Remind me again who won with the um, import record was it you won with? Hang on. I, I'm just like, is, is that one <laughs> joint? <laughs> or two? I'm just hearing it in my ear here. Was that was that where the, the winner won in the I just, I just wonder, how many, how many Super Bowls in the last ten years messing off teams? Just uh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. In not, terms not of the um, for me, the NFC East, I've got the same as Steve. I've got the Washington Football Team winning it. I've got Dallas second, New York Giants third, and the Eagles fourth. I think even if the Eagles get the Sean Watson, I do think that they'll still only win a handful of games. I think that whilst 
he will improve things. I do still think that he's will have no different of an offense than he would at Texans. I think that they're both as bad as each other. So I do think that whilst he will improve things a little bit, I do think that overall, I think that the team around him needs a, would, need, would need a lot of work. So I've got yeah, Eagles fourth, Giants third, Dallas second, Washington first. Um, in, terms of, in terms of um Washington, I've got them as a surprise team this season. I do think that. Um, you know, I think the team they've got, you've got obviously Fitzpatrick, who I think was harshly benched at Miami. You've got a great running back room in Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick. Um, obviously, you've got McLaurin. You've got, for me, the most underrated free agent signing in Curtis Samuel. I think that he is an excellent, excellent addition. You know, he can do things like jet sweeps. He can he can moment the ball. He can pass it. He can receive the ball. I think he can literally do everything that an offense. He's so versatile in that offense. I think that he'll be such a great asset when it comes to that Washington offense. Um, in terms of the defence, you've got, for me, not only the best D-line in the division, I think you've got arguably one of the best D-lines in the whole NFL. When you look at Chase Young and Montez Sweat off the edge, you've got Jonathan Allen and Darren Payne in the interior, and you've got um, you know a great sort of secondary that's really improving. I think Jamin Davis is an excellent draft pick. Um, so, yeah, I think they could easily make a really good run and get to like, the divisional round, uh, even the, the NFC Championship. they got that potential, I think, personally, that their defence could win them games. I think they've got a great you know, receiver running back. I think Fitzpatrick will do well um, if he's not fits, fits tragic. So, yeah, I think they've got an excellent chance of really being a person. You've got Kendall Fuller as well, of course, in the cornerback. So, yeah, I think personally Washington are going to be a surprise team. It's Chase Young as well as the defensive player of the year. I think Chase Young, for me, was the best prospect last year in the draft. And I think he's proved that he proved that last year by getting defensive rookie of the year. And I do think that he's going to continue his trajectory. And I think he's going to once again really impressed for the Washington football team next season. Um, in terms of the Cowboys, I've got Micah Parsons winning defensive rookie of the year. I think for me, he is the best defensive prospect in this year's draft. And I think that he looks at a brilliant, brilliant prospect. Also, you mentioned before about Dak Prescott. I do think that he is potentially the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. I think that people are often talking about last season, how he sort of, how he was sort of on pace to get these yards, to get these records. But really, that doesn't guarantee he would have definitely done that. I mean, last season, Russell Wilson, for example, he was projected at one point to get the most touchdowns in an, in an entire season ever, the way he started last season. But he dwindled away during the season. I think it will be the same with, it would, would be the same with Dak had the injury not happened. I do think that people have sort of, I think he would have eventually just sort of slowed down and wouldn't got the numbers that everyone thought he would have got. And I do think that people have sort of, talking about him as if he's sort of in the top five callbacks in the league, but really, I don't think he's actually, I think he's good. I don't think he's bad. I think he's a good quarterback, but I wouldn't say he's in that sort of level that people are sort of maybe putting him as. I think that he's, you know, I, I, I just think he's good, but I still think he's quite as good as he's made out to be. But yeah, I've got Micah Parsons winning Defensive Player of the Year and Chase Young, sorry, Defensive Rookie of the Year and Chase Young winning Defensive Player of the Year. Um, now on to the NFC North, which of course is one for Luke. Um, so Luke, what have you got down as your NFC North predictions? Okay, um, I'm actually I'm going to go with a heart rather than a head here. So here's what I'm going uh -oh. to. Uh oh. I know it's totally not the prediction, but it's just what I want to happen more than anything, right? So I'm going to go with the Bears winning it. I'm going oh. to go with uh, either either. Um, Rogers or Adams going down with a career-ending injury, or uh, not a season-ending injury early, and uh, Packers finishing third in the division with the Vikes finishing second and the Lions, Lions 
past. So that's my prediction of the season is that because they, they've avoided some really serious injuries in the last couple of years and uh, it, it, it may well happen. And I don't think that, although the Packers are a really good team, unfortunately, I hate saying that because I get the slang in my life, um, but I don't think they've got the depth at wide receiver in particular. So if, if Devante Adams goes down, for example, I think they're stuffed. And that could happen quite easily. Or if he plays hurt, uh, it, they won't be anywhere near as effective. Um, so I kind of think that's the big risk for them. Mm-hmm. And, that, and and if that happens, then they may, they may not win games. They've got quite a good defence, so you've got to give them that credit. But the Vikes are a, are a pretty decent team these days as well. And it'll be interesting to see what they do this year. Um, so, yeah, but I'm, 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 I'm expecting big things of the Bears. That's all I'm going to tell you. Well, that is a bold. That's probably the most boldest prediction we'll have on the on this podcast today. I think that's. <laughs> I, mean, I thought you were going to go Packers second. I didn't think you were going to go Packers third. I mean, I think you're right. I think if Adams went down, I think he'd be. I think if either Rogers or Pat or Adams went down, I think you know a bit like you know, Liverpool. If we if, if we lose Salah or Van Dijk, as we saw yeah. how different we were. So I do think that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that. Yeah, I do think that could happen. But I think you know if if they stay fit, it'd be. Be massive, <laughs> it'd be quite funny to have all this talk of Rogers staying. Will he stay? Will he not? And then he goes down week one with a season ending injury. That would be, um, quite <laughs> that would be something else, but yeah. Um, I've gone for Packers winning it. I think the Packers will uh, win it. I think that's far too good. I think even if Adams goes down, you look at Alan Nazar was doing excellent before his injury last season. Um, even someone like Marquez Vantes Scandling on his day can be a good receiver, whether that's you know on a, on a consistent basis is, is another top talking point. Um, obviously, got Aaron Jones running back, I think he's excellent. Um, I think even someone like they brought back Randall Cobb, whether he'll be the same player, I don't know. Um, in terms of second place, I was torn between Minnesota and Chicago. Um, I'm gonna go for Minnesota second because I do think that whilst I'm a really sort of anti Kirk Cousins person, I think he's a Whilst he's the nicest quarterback personality-wise in the league, I think he is. For me, he is just—he is not good in prime time. I mean, matter big games he plays that he loses. I just don't think he's anything special at all. I do think he is. I think he's pretty he's trash. I think he's terrible personally. Um, Chicago third. I think that they'll just finish third. I think that you know Justin Fields may take I think a year or two to settle. I think he may need time to develop. Um, I do. I don't think Andy Dalton is the answer at quarterback, even though he did uh, okay in Bengals, but nothing special. Um, and I think Cleo Mack is slowly declining after his first year with Chicago. And then Detroit fourth. I think Detroit will be, for me, the second or third worst team in the entire NFL. I mean, Jared Goff, I think, same as Cousins. I think he's also trash. I think he's probably worse than Cousins. No, definitely worse than Cousins. I think that Jared Goff couldn't perform well with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. How is he going to perform, perform in Detroit when he's when they've lost Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones? I just think that Goff, if he if he can't work out in, in LA with McVeigh and all those you know offensive options they have, how is he going to succeed in Detroit where they have quite the opposite of that, with the exception of TJ Hawkinson? So, Steve, what have you gone for? So, it's not that different to you guys. To be fair, um, I. I don't have Luke's sense of optimism regarding Chicago this season. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what he's been drinking this Justin evening. Fields is my QB. That's all I'm telling you. Come well, on. I'm looking at Come like, on. I'm looking at his cup and it sh- it says Iron Brew, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's not what he's drinking. Um, but there's, no, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind the Packers will win that division. Rogers has a point to prove, right? He's out of contract this season. You know what are they going to do? Try and franchise tag him next year? He'll just turn around and retire. Um, he. He's at league MV, reigning league MVP when he wants it, 
and he wants it this season, he can turn it on. Um, he's got Devontae Adams there. He's, he's got Bounty of Scandling. Um, again, they can go running back by committee, and it doesn't make a flying bit of difference when you've got the talent Rogers at quarterback. Um, they will they will win this division. They'll probably win this division with at least 11 wins, possibly 12. Um, second, uh, this pains me to say, the Bears should finish second. Um, they have a better quarterback than the Vikings. They have a better pass rush. The defense is solid. I've never been sold on the Bears' safeties, but you know they, they've been passable. Um, a couple of years ago, I would have said that about the Vikings, but right now I wouldn't. So I've got the Bears finishing second. The Vikings doing their everything runs through Dalvin Cook offense, mm-hmm. um, and inevitably by week eight, Cook falling over for a couple of games ending the season. That's that's pretty much where the division is going to be. Um, I'd like to say something positive about the Lions because a friend of mine, James Harrison, is a massive fan. However, it is the Lions. Okay, It is one of the few teams to ever go 0-16. And I get a feeling now that we have the extra game, they could be the first team in history to go 0-17. Maybe not this season, but it is a very Lions thing to do. There's only the Lions and the Jets will be the first. One of those two teams will be the first 0-17 team. So is that your bold prediction? Is that your bold prediction? One of these teams will go Norton 17? No, no, not this season. Not this season. Oh, um, okay. But, but they, one of those two will be the first team to go 0-17. I, I think the Texans are the most likely, I think, at the moment. I think, yeah. you know, I, I think the Texans are the best bet for that. Um, I, I'd actually, I think there's been, I think, Justin Jefferson, I think he got injured recently in training camp. So I hope, I hope he's not going to be, you know, out for too long in terms of their chances. And that could be a massive, massive blow in terms of their chances. But now on to the NFC South, which features my comeback player of the year. Well, see, I said before I wanted to put Carson Wentz as my comeback player of the year. Um, but I, I think, sadly, I think that that's probably out the window. Um, I think it's too easy to say Christian McCaffrey. I want to go a bit more left field. So I think saying Christian McCaffrey is a bit too of an easy answer to make. Um, so in terms of the NFC South, I've got the Buccaneers winning it. I think uh, this is one of the ones where I think it's a foregone conclusion. I've got the Falcons finishing second. I've got the Saints finishing third. I think that losing Breeze will be a massive blow. And I don't think that, whilst I think Winston could be a candidate, for, I think he's a candidate for uh, comeback player of the year. Um, I, I don't think he's quite the answer there. And I think Carolina will be one of the best, have one of the best records for a fourth place team in the division. I think they'll still have a good season, but I think they'll just be unlucky with the division that they have. Now, my comeback player of the year, I think he's got a new head coach who did really did wonders with um, Ryan Tannehill with the Titans. Uh, I'm going for Matt Ryan as my comeback player of the year. Whilst he's, he's lost Julio Jones, he's gained Carl Pitts. And I think that Carl Pitts has shown, albeit in small clips and training camp, he's made some excellent, excellent catches. And I do think that, you know, I think Arthur Smith, he was in there. He sort of really improved Tannehill. He really improved his Titans offense. I think he can bring this to the Falcons. I think you can get them back to where they are. You look at Calvin Ridley. Look at um, that sort of receiving option they got. I think Carl Pitts has been, could easily be a wide receiver as well as a tight end. So I do think they've got two great receiving options there. Um, and I, yeah, so I, I've gone for Matt Ryan as my comeback player of the year. But I think he's going to, you know, he's going to explode. I think he's going to really go back to the Matt Ryan we all saw in um, the 28-3 season. Oh, sorry, the 2016 season. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think personally, I think Matt Ryan is, will have a massive, massive bounce back year. Now we're gonna go to. I'm gonna let one of you two decide to go first. I'll let one of you go first uh, on your NFC South predictions. 
Right. Okay. That that's really interesting, actually, because that that wasn't who you were going to. I thought you were going to go with with the comeback player of the year, actually, outside mm. of McCarthy. So that's really interesting. Okay. So I'm going to go Bucks, Falcons, Panthers, Saints. Oh, and that's my prediction for the the team that has the biggest downfall of the season. Saints with Thomas mm. being out. Well, because Thomas is going to be out for a few games. Uh, I think they're going to be in big, big trouble, and I don't think they'll be the same team. Um, and I think they, they could easily finish bottom of that division. I don't, I don't think it's that much of a stretch. Comeback player of the year, actually, in terms of um, actually Sam Darnold is a player that I think could be a comeback player of the year. Oh, Sam Darnold. Well, you see, the reason is he's getting proper coaching now, and he's actually got some talent around him, and mm. he really could actually come good. I mean. He, I don't think he's a particularly great quarterback, but I think with a bit of coaching, he could be passable for sure. So I think that could be really interesting. Um, and don't let's forget, he'll have McCaffrey beside him to run the ball all the time. Mm. So, you know, think about it, it's going to be really quite something. Um, but I don't think that's enough for them. I, I still think the Falcons will be all right because Kyle Pitts is is a really, really good tight end. He's like a generational talent at the end. And I think that's going to make the difference for them in terms of, you know, um, Matt Ryan. I agree with you. I think he's going to have a much better season this year. But I, but I do think the Bucks run away with that division because I think they've just yeah. they managed to together. It, it's a really good roster all the way through it. Um, and, you you know, you've got to fancy them for the the um, for the overall, um, you know, champ, um, you know, the NFC Championship, actually, more than anything, mm-hmm. because they've got that continuity and that's really important when it comes to a team. So for me that's the the interesting points of that, yeah. Yeah, I think that with the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, I think both of them had for me the best off seasons. I think that both of those teams have um they've really they've sort of kept up I think the Buccaneers kept mm-hmm. all their starters and I think that uh, the Chiefs have kept most of their starters as well with the exception of maybe a few offensive line players. I do think that Vega chances maybe a repeat of um of the Super Bowl, and I did get to mention they're also my NFC champions, the Buccaneers. I think we will see a repeat of of last season's Super Bowl. I think that both teams have really kept the, kept their most of their players, and they've if not added depth yeah. to their team. So I think personally, there's no for me, there's no way you can, this offstopping either team. I think there will be a a um, sort of repeat of this personally. Um, so Steve, what is your NFC South predictions? You know. I- and I can't look beyond the Bucks. I can't see any changes from last year. But at the same time, I actually wonder whether or not having that stability but not moving forward might actually harm them in terms of their overall games won. Um, I still think they're a great unit. I think they all know each other. They've obviously they're going to be buoyed by the fact that they're defending champions. But as as has been repeatedly stated, it's easier to win the Super Bowl than it is to defend it. Um, so. The Bucs will win it, probably with a reduced manner, maybe 11 games. Um, behind that, for me, though, it's it's all to play for. Um, I really want to put the Saints second. Um, they've still got Kamara, but Michael Thomas is down. Nobody knows for how long. And they just don't have a decision yet on that quarterback situation. Is it going to be Taysom Hill? Is it going to be Jameis Winston? I actually think it might end up being Taysom Hill. Um, who is a steady quarterback, but not the kind of quarterback that you, you rely on to win championships. Um, so, uh, I'm with, I say with the Panthers, with Donald coming back there, as a bit of a redemption story. 
uh, run CMC in the backfield. They just the Panthers feel a little bit closer to the wild card for me than the Saints do this year. Um, so for me, it would be the Panthers coming second, um, Saints third, and you know, no, no offense to the Falcons, but after Julio left, yes, they traded, they, they drafted first. Yes, they got they got Kyle Pitts in the first round, who is a generational talent, but the team around him is not. Um, it's not the Falcons that made it to like the championship game and you know within like an inch of getting to Super Bowl. Um, it's not the Falcons that choked in the Super Bowl level of talent. Um, it's a team that's it basically needs a proper rebuild. They need to say this season just write it off. They haven't done that. They're going to be a mishmash of good players, bad players, um, and they're going to finish bottom of the division. So, Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. Mm, interesting. And we'll go. Through, we'll go straight back to you, Steve, for the NFC West. Um, right. So, what are your predictions for that one? Now, this one I found one of the hardest divisions to pick because. Oh yeah. You got yeah. Where I genuinely rate all the quarterbacks. Um, you got four teams where I genuinely rate the wide threats in all of the teams. You have four teams where all of them actually have a pretty decent run game. Um, so for me, a division like this gets settled on defense. Um, and if you've got to take that down to defense, you're going to only have two teams at the top, which is the Rams and the Niners, and you're going to have the Seahawks and the Cardinals beneath them. Now, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in that division, but does he have the best team around him? Mm, probably not this season. Um, so for me, yeah, it, it's a difficult one because the Cardinals, you know, they have a, they have Nuke out wide. They have, um, you know, they're a pretty decent quarterback. The run game is run by committee, but I don't know, there's just nothing about the Cardinals that screams divisional winners at me. There's like seven, eight game winners, and those games are outside of the division. So it's, it was the hardest one for me to pick. I'm going to take the Rams to win the division on the basis that, as you pointed out earlier, when you've got Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and you've got a bad quarterback in Jared Goff thrown to them and you still make the playoffs and still win 10 games, when you put a proper pocket passer like Matthew Stafford in there, that offense gets transformed. Um, they've sorted out their um, their um, wide receiver problems. They sorted out the tight end situation, which was like, but you know, 50-50. And now it's you know it, it's quite defined. Uh, yeah, for, for me, it's like uh, yeah, it's it's got to be it's got to be the Rams to win that division. I love Trey Lance as a draft pick. Um, I think he's going to really improve their quarterback situation at the Niners. Um, but they're still suffering from that super big contract um, that they'll give to the guy who is now going to be their backup quarterback. Um, they have, you know, great pass rush, but and offensively they've they two stud young wide wide receivers. But I can't see past the Rams, um, and obviously Aaron Donald is an absolutely inhuman beast. So Rams, Niners, Seahawks, Cardinals. Yeah, I mean I've gone for the exact same. I've gone for the Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals. Um, you mentioned Lance I think that he will win for me offensive rookie of the year I think that Jimmy G will start the season but I think as soon as he either gets injured or starts playing badly I think Shanahan will just um, put Lance in and at it and again from what I've seen in training camp he's made some excellent excellent throws so I think that Lance for me was for me the second best quarterback in this draft and I do think that he will once he once he starts playing, I think that that will be him in for 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 good. And I do think that that 
situation, even though they got all these players back, like George Kittle, Nick Bosa, all these players that they had injured last season, whether they're back fit, I don't know. But if they are back healthy, that'll be a massive addition. But I do think the QB situation will derail, potentially derail their their chances of winning the division. I still think they'll be a good playoff team. I think the Rams will win the division. I think even with Cam Akers out injured, I think they will still find a way to win that division. I think they've gone from Goff to Stafford. That's a massive upgrade, in my opinion. Um, Seattle third. I think Seattle a very good team, but I just don't think... I think you're completely right, Steve. I think their defence will let them down once again. Um, and then Arizona fourth. I've got Arizona as my flop team. I think that, for me, Callum Murray, I think his throwing ability isn't there yet. I think that's really going to derail him. I think he needs to really improve his arm talent. I, do, I, I think whilst he has those highlight plays, you know, he's a good rusher. With, he, he's a good runner with the ball. He has some great individual highlights. I think overall, I don't think he's quite there yet. I think he is a bit sort of, I think he needs more time to really prove he's definitely their franchise QB because I do think that he, for me, isn't quite there. Um, and yeah, I think that for me, the Cardinals, their two biggest acquisitions in the offseason are two players that are at the wrong end of their careers in JJ Watt and AJ Green. I think whilst both players are serviceable, both players are manageable, I don't think they're, you know, they're quite the the signings you want, something to, they're not going to last more than two or three years. I think that they're both have shown massive signs of decline. I don't think either of them are going to really, um, you know, do well, repeat what they did at the Bengals and the, and the Texans, respectively. So I do think that that's my flop team, the Cardinals. I think they'll win no more than six, seven games, in my opinion. I think that they'll, whilst they'll, you know, they're in a, they're in a really hard division. I think if they're in the NFC East, I think they may even win this division. But I think they're just. Desperate and lucky to be the, being the best division in football, in my opinion. So that's why I've got, um, in my opinion, I've got the Cardinals as a, as a flop team. So, Luke, what are your um, what are your final predictions for the NFC West? That's this one is is really interesting, actually. Um, and I'm going to go. I'm, I'm definitely going to go with Rams winning it, and and uh, just because I think. I do think Stafford's a real upgrade at, at, at quarterback. To be honest with you, and even though. Mm-hmm. Got some issues with the running back position. With um, I think it's Cam Akers been down injured, but I think that um, overall he's just going to be such an upgrade. And I, I just like the way that McVeigh plays the game as well. And I like you know I, I like what he does there. I think that combined with the fact that the Rams have got a great defense is you know is going to is going to win them that division. I think it will be closely followed by the Niners. But the only risk I've got, I think, is if is the uncertainty between. Um, at Jimmy G at quarterback, and or whether they actually just go with the rookie, I, you know, and I, I I do think that that might be the problem for them. That that might be the thing that undoes them ultimately in the end up. Um, so I, I can see them. I think they'll finish second. I actually think the Seahawks will finish last in the division, and and actually because there's two reasons for this. So I think first of all, the defense is terrible. The defense was absolutely shocking last season. It went from the Legion of Boom to the Legion of Who. And and you can't really, you know, they say defences win your prizes, but they also can lose you a lot of games. And if you can't get teams off the park to get the ball into your quarterback's hands, you, you can have anyone at quarterback, but, you know, if you can't get the ball back, you're stuffed. And I think that'll be their problem. And I don't think the Cardinals will be as bad as everyone says they will. Yeah, they've got AJ Green, who arguably is at the end of his career, but they've. I think Kingsbury's got enough about them. Um to, to have a point to prove and I don't think Murray's as bad as a quarterback as people think he is um, they also signed James Conner by the way at running back 
and I think that's quite interesting. Although the jury could arguably be out on him as well, and whether he's you know whether he's going to be able to do something. But I think you might find he's got a point to prove as well. So it could be really interesting. But I do think the Cardinals will finish third, um, and and I think they'll maybe win seven or eight games this year. I, I don't think they'll go any higher than that, unfortunately. Um, just be, again because of the issues there. But it, it's really interesting. Um, and it's arguably one of the most interesting divisions and hardest to call. Yeah, it's definitely the best division, in my opinion. I think the, NFC, the AFC North is probably second, but I think, for me, the NFC West is the best best division, in my opinion. Um, right, so before we conclude, I'm going to run through everyone's um, predictions. So, AFC East, Luke went for Bills, Dolphins, Pats, Jets, um, as did myself, and Steve went for Bills, Pats, Miami um, and Jets. Uh, Luke went for the AFC North, Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers. Uh, Steve went for Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals. And I went for Browns, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers. Um, AFC South, Luke went for, we all went for, Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans. Um, AFC West, uh, myself and um, Luke both went for the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, where Steve went for Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Um, NFC East, Luke went for Dallas, Washington, Giants, Eagles, whereas both me and Steve went for Washington, Dallas, New York Giants and Philadelphia Eagles. Um, NFC North, Luke went for, amazingly, the Bears first, um, oh, Vikings, <laughs> Vikings second, Packers third, Detroit fourth. Uh, Steve went for Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions, and I went for Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. Um, I've that cup of his and I'm definitely, it's not Iron Brew in that cup. I think it's, it's um, an Irish iron brew, isn't it? It's an Irish iron brew. Special. <laughs> special brew, that's what it is. Special brew, yeah, special brew, yeah. yeah I think uh, that's definitely what he's drank. I mean, I mean, if, you, if, it, if it comes true, fair play to you, but I just can't see that happening. Um, NFC South, Luke went for Bucks, Falcons, Panthers, Saints. Steve went for Bucks, Panthers, New Orleans, Falcons. Uh, and I went for... Buccaneers, Falcons, New Orleans, Panthers. Finally, NFC West, Luke went for uh, Rams, 49ers, Arizona, Seahawks, whereas both me and Steve went for Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, and Arizona. Now, one thing I'm going to do, I've not told you, told you so I'm going to spring it on you last minute. I'm going to give you all a chance, a minute, whilst I run through the rest of these things, to give me your three wildcard teams from each um, conference. But Ooh. in terms of the AFC champions... We all went for the Chiefs. Um, I went for the Buccaneers, as did Luke. And Steve, what did you go for? I don't think you actually told us what your NFC champion's going to be. My AFC champion or NFC champion? NFC champion. Oh, Packers. Packers, okay. So, and then surprise team, I went for Washington. Luke went for the Jags. And who was yours, Steve? Uh, I also went for a prize as in... Surprise team. Oh, as in no one's talking about them. Yeah. No, the... the Kind of surprise yeah. pack. Uh, yeah, surprise team is also biggest. Oh, Washington! No one's talking about Washington. No. Yeah, definitely the Washington football team. Who hopefully at some point during the season will change their name to something so they've actually got a proper team name. <laughs> and then, who was your flop team as well? Uh, my flop team <laughs> it was the Dolphins. Sorry, dude. Right, okay. It's fine. I um I don't actually disagree with you there. It might not happen. Um, I went for the Cardinals as flop team, and uh, Steve, not Luke, went for the New Orleans Saints. Now, yeah. would you both go for the same one in terms of your biggest three ball contender? No one's talking about. Would you go for the same one, both the Washington and the Jags team? 
Nope, not nope. for me. I'm going to go with the Rams as the biggest Super Bowl contenders that no one's talking about. And Steve? I'm going to go with the Browns as the biggest Super Bowl contenders that no one is talking about. I think, and I'm going for the Colts on that one. Um, the, boldest, the boldest prediction, uh, I went for, well, um, the Steelers winning the NFC, AFC North, the Steelers finishing last in AFC North, or Julio Jones recording less than three touchdowns all year. Um, Luke went for the Packers finishing third in the NFC North. And Steve, what was yours? Meanwhile, I went for the Jets to finish above the Dolphins in the AFC East. <laughs> Finally getting out of last place. <laughs> Jesus. If that happens, I mean, I hate the Jets more than any other team in the whole NFL, and I think that would be quite the hard, quite the hard pill to swallow. Um, oh, you're dead, Andy. Would, would that be enough for you to like <laughs> stop following the Dolphins and just go for a decent team? Yeah? No, no. Nothing will stop me supporting the Dolphins. Even if they change name or change um, sort of city, uh, there's no way I'm... As you can see, I'm wearing my, my Kaziki top. There's no way I'm I'm changing my my allegiances. Um, MVP, both me and Luke went from Mahomes. And who does Steve go for? Who's yours? Rogers. So Rogers, yeah. Very rare occurrence. And then offensive player of the year, I went for Travis Kelsey. Steve went for AJ Brown. And Luke went for Tyreek Hill. Now, I didn't yeah. get any of your um, defensive or offensive rookie and player of the years. So um, I went for Chase Young, defensive player of the year. Offensive rookie of the year, I went for Trey Lance. Defensive rookie of the year, I went for um, Micah Parsons. Um, so, Stephen Luke, I'll go for you first, Steve. What are your, who's your defensive player of the year? So my defensive player of the year will be Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. I think this is the season he kind of comes out of the shadows of the likes of Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt. And we recognise that he is one of the top three, um, you know, backs in the league. Um, honestly, when, when he's on his game, he's genuinely terrifying to try and defend against. Oh, massively, uh, massively. I, I think he is going to have a massive season. He's quality player. And who is your offensive rookie of the year? So my offensive rookie of the year, now we did talk about how bad the Steelers are going to be this year, but the Steelers are going to return to what they do best, which is run first, pass second. Um, Najee Harris is going to be the, um, the the rookie of the year. Um, he may well, uh, I have no promises, he may well break the Steelers' single-season rookie rushing record. I think Ooh. from one tape, um, he just he has that explosiveness about him. He's a proper three-down back, which they didn't really have last season. Um, I, I think they, they will lean on him very heavily this year. And who is your defensive rookie of the year? So my defensive rookie of the year is going to be Patrick Sertain the second. Um, I expected him to go to the Cowboys because I thought they desperately needed that help in the secondary. Cowboys went elsewhere. The Broncos picked him up. And, and the Broncos, to me, they, they got an absolute bargain in this respect. They, they got someone that, that's going to be... He's going to be dominant in that position for a good three to four seasons. Um, I also think with the Broncos' pass rush starting to slow down a little bit, he will get a lot more work this season than he's had previously. Um, because you, you're going to see a lot more balls thrown because there's going to be a lot less time. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot a bit more time, sorry, for the, the quarterback to throw against them. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's going to be Patrick Sutton. Fantastic. And then we'll go to you, Luke. Um, who was your defensive player of the year? Uh, it's got to be Aaron Donald. I, I, I just can't mm. look by him. I think he's great. I, I hope it's Khalil Mack. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, I really hope that he, uh, you know, really turns it up. One, I, I still think he's got a lot left in the tank, actually. Um, so I kind of mm -hmm. hope, but I think it's Aaron Donald all the way, to be honest with you. And your offensive rookie of the year? 
Um, I'm going to go with Steve. Actually, I think I think uh, Harris at the Steelers is going to be is going to be a great player, and and you know really I think they're going to they're going to and I think he's going to he's going to really do amazing stuff. He's really highly rated as well. So yeah, I I, I really really like him. And then finally, your um, defensive rookie of the year, same as you, Anne. I think Parsons is brilliant. I just think he's great. I think I, I think he's going to be a really amazing player. So you know, I don't think that there's a. Uh, interestingly, actually, I, I had considered Sertain Sertain the second, mm-hmm. uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, and and it's, it's always difficult to know with defensive rookies, right? Because you just you never know what you're going to get. But I just think I agree with you, Andy. I just think he's going to be. I think he's going to be brilliant. So yeah, definitely. Um, comeback player of the year. I went for Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons and uh, Matt Ryan. Um, Luke went for Sam Donald of the Panthers. And Steve, who was your comeback player of the year? I'm going to stick in the division. I'm going to have this year being Saquon Barkley. Mm. Um, I think he lost the whole of last year, um, just as he'd hit a real kind of real purple patch for the Giants. I think this season, um, offensively, Jones has got a few more weapons to throw to. And that might open up a little bit more space for Barkley. Um, I think this is probably going to be one of his. Uh, this is probably going to be his career year, not just in terms of uh, of yards, but in touchdowns as well. Yeah, I mean, there's talk of him again limping in off in training. I think he could be the next Bo Jackson. Um, right. So before we go for our Super Bowl winners, um, we're going to go for. I also sprung this on you last minute, so we're going to go for our wild card three wild card teams from each division. So again, this is not planned by me either. So I've gone for the fifth seed being the Ravens, sixth seed being the Colts. And um, I'm going to go, I was talking between the Chargers and Dolphins for the last AFC wildcard team. Um, so I'm going to go for the Chargers and the Dolphins just missing out on the playoff, which breaks my heart to say. Um, but sadly, I think we will just miss out. Um, and since of the NFC, my three wildcard teams are the Dallas Cowboys, they are the Atlanta Falcons, and they are... Oh, no, scrap that. I think the Cowboys will miss out. I'm going for the Falcons, the 49ers, and the Seahawks as my, as my three NFC wildcard teams. Um, so, um, who, who wants to go first out of you two? Who wants to um, take it on first? I think I'll go first. So, I think AFC-wise, actually, interestingly, I actually... I think actually what you could see out of the AFC is some quite interesting um, thoughts out of it actually. Um, and I can't even remember what I predicted now. Do you know that after all that? But um, I quite like the idea of the Dolphins making it, making it through the World Cup. Yes. Actually. I, just, I just think that's quite nice. I think the Browns do it as well. Um, because as I said before, I think the Ravens will win. And then for me, I think the Colts will sneak in because I think they'll they'll uh, they'll probably trade for Nick Foles and I think they'll, they'll get it and I think they'll end up with a good record because they've got a good a good mm-hmm. roster there for the AFC. NFC wise, well, if I assume that the Bears are going to make it, so let's assume the Bears uh, win the championship, then I'm going to go with the Vikes. Uh, we'll go with, uh, and I'm actually going to go with the Niners and the Cards actually because I think I think that. Uh, NFC West is going to be super competitive and, and mm-hmm. it's a hard I think they're all good, very, very good teams. So I think you could see two wild cards from that division, interestingly. So that's my predictions. 
And then Steve, what are your wildcard teams from each conference? So, so you're looking for three from each, yeah? Yeah, three from each, yeah. So, it's a tough one. I mean, to me, the, the all the talent there is in the AFC North, so I could easily see you know two wildcard teams there. But mm-hmm. uh, my projections and the, and the Browns win that division. The Ravens definitely get one of the wildcard spots, there's no question. Yeah. Um, and the Ravens, regardless, one whichever one wins the division goes in, another one will be a wild card. Um, that's, that's a tough call. Um, the Chargers, I, I can just see the Chargers doing it. Um, mm-hmm. they, 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 they had the rebuild season last year. They have the new stadium. They'll have the fan base again. There's a very, very good chance I think the Chargers pick up the second wild card, which leaves... Ah, uh, now, do I think anyone from the East can get in behind the Bills? Or do I think the Colts will get more wins in the division because they're playing against weak teams? Um, just because they have this nasty habit of doing it and because it is what Belichick does, I'm going to have the Patriots Ooh. pick up wild card spot in that division. Boo. Yeah, well, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I'll boo it when it happens as well, but... Unfortunately, there's just something inevitable <laughs> about the season. So, uh, the NFC, uh, that, that should be a little easier. Um, obviously, if I go with my divisional picks of, of the of Washington, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams, of the three best teams out the remainder, um, the Niners definitely, uh, the Bears getting the one, Ooh. and then the the Cowboys or the Saints, uh, yeah. The, the trouble is the NFC East is a bit of a mess. Um, can the Cowboys get nine wins, which is what I think they'll need to get into the playoffs? Uh, yes, they can. Cowboys are at the third spot. Okay, so just to, just to conclude, um, my wildcard teams were the Ravens, the Colts and the Chargers, and my NFC wildcard teams were the uh, Falcons, the Seahawks and the 49ers. Luke's were the Dolphins, the Browns, and the Colts, whereas NFC ones were Minnesota, um, and they were also the 49ers and the Cardinals. And then finally, Steve's were the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Chargers from the AFC. And whereas from the NFC, it was the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, and it was the 49ers. Um, Right, so our final bit before we end the podcast is our Super Bowl winner. So, both me and Luke have gone for a Buccaneers-Chiefs repeat, where Steve mm. has gone for a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl. So, we're going to go for who we think is going to win the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Yes. So, um, we'll go to... Well, I'll go myself first. Um, I think it'll be the Chiefs. I think that purely because it's so hard to repeat I think I'll go for Chiefs just edging it because they'll be back with a vengeance after winning losing it last year obviously they had all these offensive line issues so I do think that the Chiefs will recover they've obviously they've I know they lost the two that were missing but they've added they've had to re they've re be brought back some more offensive line they've sort of replaced those ones that they left so I do think that the Chiefs have and as well, they, they added depth in the draft. So I do think that the Chiefs now are more, more stacked when it comes to offensive line. I think they, they're more, they've got more depth when it comes to offensive line. And I do think that they'd have learned from last year their mistakes. So I think the Chiefs will beat the Buccaneers. Um, we'll go for the same matchup. We'll go to Luke. Are you going for Chiefs as well, or are you going for a Buccaneers back to back? 
No, I'm going to go for the Chiefs. I think I think the Chiefs will, will have learned their lessons from last year, and I think they'll, they'll beat them this time. I think the Chiefs were their own worst in the last um, in the last Super Bowl. So I, I, I do I do really think that um, you know I think the Chiefs are going to do it again. Uh, I'll do it this year definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Steve, you went for Packers Chiefs. Are you going for a clean sweep of the Chiefs, or do you think the Packers can finally get Rogers that second ring? I th- I think that the Rogers has a fire under him this season. He's had so much talk about him in the offseason. I think he desperately wants this, probably more than any quarterback in the league. Um, he wants and I can say more. He doesn't want jeopardy more. <laughs> um, and, and that is no, no doubt in my mind that if he if he wants it, if the team is built around him, that the Packers can go on and win that second ring for Rodgers. So is that is that the Packers for five hundred? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that concludes this week's podcast, the NFL podcast. Um, thank you for listening, and thank you both, Steve and Luke, for being part of it this week. Um, we will love to have you back on during the season as well, so we look forward to that. But yeah, this has been the Euro Trips NFL special. Um, I've been Andy, this has been Luke, and this has been Steve. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks, bye.